This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Father, right here where we are, those watching, those listening, uh, Lord, those via the stream, those via the television show, uh, those via uh, Victory 915 uh, this morning, I thank you, God, that you're speaking to everyone who's connecting with this message now. Lord, change our hearts and change our lives. Speak to us, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. So as I mentioned to you last week, we began an understanding of what it means to let God work in our lives in such a way that it it creates a momentum. See, when you get a momentum going, I I watched yesterday as uh, a young uh, group of men were uh, trying to build the largest uh, snowball of their life. And I watched as as they started, it was little small rolls. But then, before long, the momentum started building. And with every rotation of that, it was like it began to double. And so there's going to be a place in your life to where God wants to bring you to where there's a momentum. Now, I feel the Holy Spirit in what I'm saying. I feel like I just hit a vein that you need to understand. There's a momentum in the atmosphere of your life that will create positive progress, okay? Too many times I feel like we have negative progress. Can I get an amen? You take one step forward and two back. But God's wanting to move you into a season of positive progress. God's wanting to move you into a time where you begin to move forward in a way that you normally can't do yourself. Because I don't know about you, but I get tired of knocking my head up against the same battle, the same struggle over and over and over again. But you know what I do understand is with the momentum and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, what once used to keep me out now falls before me. And I'm reminded of the words of David of old. He said, you make me able to run through a troop and jump over a wall. In other words, what used to make me fearful and what used to keep me out now can't keep me out because God's working in my life in such a powerful way that I'm moving forward. Now, are you with me? Just show me you're with me by saying moving forward. Moving forward. So that's what we're trying to do. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you how to double your bank account because I can guarantee you if I was telling you how to double your bank account, every seat would be full. But I am here to tell you today how to double what God's doing in your life to move it into a new level of momentum so that when you finish this year, this double 20, double 2020 here, when you finish this year, you will be further than you could have expected because of momentum. Now, Zechariah chapter number nine, verse number 12, I'll take you back one more place before we read this, says this, says that, uh, here's where we were last week, that I cannot be a blessing if I've not been blessed. 
And I'm not just talking about financially, but if you've not been blessed, last week we took it to a real practical illustration, but if I don't have anything to bless you with, then I can't be a blessing, okay? So I have to have been blessed in order to bless, all right? Some of you, you want God to use you mightily, but you've not opened your life for God to do something in you, and you can't do anything for him because you've not let him work in you because you've got to be blessed to be a blessing. And God's wanting you to get this today as we're moving forward into this double anointing, this double blessing. Now, I know as I say the word double that some of you uh, may have a problem with it because of current culture, but understand it in these terms. Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 12 says this, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I think that's important, you prisoners of hope. If you've got to be a prisoner of something, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you be glad to be wrapped up in hope? Come on now, tied up in hope. Even today I declare, listen to this, that I will restore double to you. Now I want you to stop there for just a moment and think about everything the enemy has robbed you of in your life. If God says to you, I will restore double to you what the enemy has taken from you. Think about the reason to rejoice and think about all of the years wasted. If God says, I want to, dest- I want to destroy the enemy's stronghold and I'm going to give you back double in this part of your life. Now, some of you are going, Pastor, I'm not sure if I want double. I understand that I, I, there was a time in our church before we, when we were trying to figure out about going to multiple campuses and multiple services and I called a man on the phone. He was a church growth specialist and these were his words. He said to me, he said, now look, I don't want to talk to you unless you want to double your church this year. I said, thanks for your time, man. I got to go. He said, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't think you understood me. I said, he said, I don't want to talk to you unless you want to double your church this year. And I said, I said, thanks for your time. I got to go. He said, you didn't even tell me you don't want to double your church this year? I said, I don't have enough parking spaces as it is, and I'm trying to figure out what to do service. Well, if I double this congregation right now, what in the world am I going to do? I don't know what to do with the one I have. I'm asking advice and how to move forward. Now, I understand there's seasons of your life that you don't want double. As a matter of fact, in this season we're in, we're in a, there's a minimalist movement. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. A minimalist movement that's sweeping the nation. And as this is moving forward, I get the benefits of it, but let's just be honest. Some things are good to have double of. I asked the staff, what's good to have double of? And this was their overwhelming response. It's good to have two socks. I said, okay, I get that. That works. Some of you have a, have a single sock anointing. Come on. How many of you have a dryer that puts you in a single sock anointing? All right. Uh, some of our more mature said, uh, it's good to have two sets of keys. Amen. Because you don't know where you laid the last one. And everywhere I asked this question, this response came up. It's good to have two rolls of TP, particularly double ply. Come on now. Amen. <laughs> one of the things God seems to be to enjoy most, though, is moving us toward a better place in our lives. And taking what the enemy meant for bad and turning it for good. See, God likes to flip the enemy's plans upon themselves. God flips the script. That's what I want to talk to you about today. He flips the script on the enemy's attack and he invites us to flip the script on what is trying to entangle us. Let me give you an example of this. 
When you fight an enemy, it will either bind you or you will flip that and, and it will become a blessing for you. For example, whatever we don't turn into praise will turn into pride. I want you to get that. Whatever we don't turn into praise will turn into pride. If we get blessed somehow and we don't flip the script on that and begin to honor God and begin to declare that all good things come from the Father above, then we end up in a dangerous place because we end up in this place to where, my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit in what I'm saying to you right now. We end up in this place to where we feel like somehow we deserve what we have achieved. Can I tell you something? This is not in my notes, but I need to give this to somebody today, and I need you to understand this. We do not deserve the blessings that we have achieved. We deserve the death and the pain that our sin has caused. We deserve that to be returned upon our head many times over, but thanks be to God for grace that gives me back more than I could have ever expected, that gives me hope in the middle of my storm, and gives me joy. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but but some of us have lived lives that if we were to double up the, the pain we caused, then we would definitely be in trouble. But thanks be to God who does not does not keep a record of that pain that we've caused. What he does is when we call on his name, he wipes it all away and he writes grace where there should be a mark of pain. But so how am I going to flip the script? Well, here's how you're going to flip the script. It comes out of Psalms, the 103rd chapter and the second verse. And I want to give this to you quickly. Psalms 103, verse number two says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I'm trying to behave up here today. I told myself I'm going to preach a short sermon because if they're going to drive out in this weather, they deserve a short sermon. But I feel something stirring inside of my heart. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You see, when the enemy comes to tell you that you're forsaken and you're forgotten, flip the script on the enemy and begin to declare, you know what, at least I know on whose name I can call. I might not know where I'm headed, but I know who holds my tomorrow. And I flip the script on that moment. I turn it around and the enemy starts giving you the humdrums and you start, well, nobody loves you. Nobody wants you. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I know that I am loved. This is true love that while I was still dead in my sins, he went to a cross and he died for me. Let me not forget what he's done for me already. Now, maybe you've not had the need of grace like I've had the need of grace, but I'm so thankful for grace because now when I end up in a bad place, I can sit back and say, you know what, Don, you might have dug this hole yourself or you might have fallen into this hole. But I remember every time when I thought I was sinking under that a rope of grace came down and lifted me out and his hand is not short. Let me not forget how good God is. I've got a sermon to make here, but I've just got to stop for a moment more. Let me just tell it to you again. Let me say I am in a room with people who are trophies of grace. And let us not forget that we don't deserve to be here. We deserve to be somewhere else under lock and key. We deserve to be somewhere else addicted and bound and lost. But thanks be to God, I forget not his benefits because God's been good to this group of people. God's been good to us. Amen. You see, when I sit back and I begin to count my blessings, I'm flipping the script. 
Now think about the children of Israel. The children of Israel, they've wandered through the wilderness and they come to a very specific moment. It's very specific. And God gives them a task specifically to the priest. Let me forget not all his benefits. Let me remember his blessings. And he gives them this blessing that they're supposed to utter. God showed me something about it this morning that I'd never seen before, even in preparation of this message. But it comes out of Numbers chapter 6, verse number 22. Here's what God tells the priest. He says, pronounce this blessing over the children of Israel. Notice this. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Okay, this is how you can be a blessing. Here's what he says. Say to them, verse number 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. Now hold on a minute. Here's what the Lord showed me this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. How many is that? Two. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Two. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Oh, wow. Back up verse 24 one more time. Watch this. The Lord bless you. Come on, say this with me. The Lord bless you and keep you. Two, double. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious. I'm trying to behave. I always say it's like hitting a vein of gold. Sometimes it's like it's like making connection with a with a with an electric socket. You know you just touched in the power of the moment. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. What good is it? If I know God sees me and all I can think about is what he sees. Listen to that. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you. Not only does God want to give you blessings, he wants to keep you in a place of blessing. Not only does God say, I see you. God says, watch this. And I see you through the eyes of grace. Double blessing. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. In other words, watch over me, Lord, and peace comes to me. I don't have to worry that he's watching over me to destroy me and cause turmoil in my soul. I worry not because he walks with me and he talks with me and he leads me along life's way. Why? Because there's a double blessing at play here. Not only does he see me, but he loves me. Now, this is super important. Super, super important. Let me tell you why this is so important. I want you to get this. I really want you to get this. This is why this is so important. Not only do you need to remember God's benefits, not only do you need to declare the blessings of the Lord, he says, now priest, you priest, this is how you shall be a blessing. This is how you shall bless my children. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thus so that they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. This is what he's saying. He's saying, I want you as priests to be a blessing to those you encounter because when you bless them, then they're going to encounter my name. And when they learn to live in association with my name, they're going to learn to live in a better place. Are you with me? I don't think so. <laughs> maybe we need, maybe we need to connect the dots here, uh, with some words of Peter. Peter is writing to a group of people that are scattered throughout the ancient world, primarily because of persecution. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 9, here's what he says. Now, now get this. He says, you priest, bless my children. I am blessed to be a Blessing. You're not with me. Apparently, I need to preach a longer. Help me again now. I am blessed to be a blessing. blessing. You priest, bless my children with these double blessings. Why? Because, listen to this, why does this affect me? You, children of the Most High God, saved, sanctified children of the living God, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, God's special possession. Now, hold on a minute. God, my goodness, I feel the Holy Spirit this morning. God says, let the priest be a blessing to those they encounter so they learn how to walk under my name. When you bless them, they will learn to associate the blessing with the name. Am I making any sense? And thus, then I can bless them because they get under the name. And then in Peter, he says, you are the priest. You and I have a job. Instead of walking into our homes and griping about our family, we are the priest of our household. We are the priest on our jobs. We are the priest in our community. We are the priest in our nation. And instead of sitting around the cooler going, I just don't understand all this fighting going on up in DC and I don't, I don't know. In other words, my job is not to be join the fray of the, the discouraged, but my job is to walk in a place of blessing and declare over the people you you are chosen. You are called. You are God's child. And as I begin to tell them who they are, they begin to associate with who they are. I feel like we are not catching it because we believe the lie of the devil far too long. Oh, I don't let anybody else tell me who I am. Really? Hold on a minute. The devil will tell you, you're bound by this, and you'll believe it. You'll go, my whole family's been bound by this. Let me tell you something. Your whole family may have been identified by that for five or six or seven or, or 27 generations. I don't really care how long it's been. I'm talking about a father who says, I'll meet you right where your family might have failed, and I will equip you to overcome because I have come to bless you, and I will remind you that every time you fall, I'm not looking at you in wrath. I'm looking at you in grace. I will bless you and I will keep you. I will pick you up and I will cause my face to shine upon you. Because you are a blessed people. Now here's the problem. Can I tell you why the blessing doesn't flow in your life? Are you ready for this? 
Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 is why the blessing doesn't actively flow in your life. Get this. It's a powerful passage. Verse 12 through 13. I'm just going to sum it up for you. Jesus said, when you come into a house, I'm sending you out among sheep, uh, among wolves. When you come into a house, bless it. Put your peace upon it. Watch this. This is important. Bless it and put your peace upon it. This is so important. Why? Well, if we're back in Peter, we understand our job. That the ultimate reason we are a royal priesthood is so that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. God never called me to tell people how bad they are. He called me to tell people how good he is. Pastor Don, you got to remind them of their sin. No, I really don't because when the presence of God comes in, they shall know their sin. I want you to get this though. This is so important. We walk into a house, the first thing as a priest of God I'm supposed to do when I encounter you is I'm supposed to, watch this, bless you. The very first thing I'm supposed to do is bless you. Why? Because Jesus always leads with blessing. This is so important. Jesus doesn't walk in and go, oh, no, 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 I can't come in here because I don't like that. But that's what we do. Now look, I, I can't even come in that house because of whose I am. I, I might not be able to talk about whose you are right this moment, but I can tell you who you are, Pharisee. Because I'm not, what did he say? I'm not, thank God I'm not like them. Is this truth? Thank God I'm not like them. Jesus never leads with a curse. He leads with a blessing of grace and love. And he tells us the same. He says, when you go to a house, flip the script. Don't go in judging the house. Go in blessing the house. He said, if they reject your blessing, guess what? Pick it up, take it back with you, and go on your way, dusting your feet off as you go. Look, the blessing is not determined by their receptance. The blessing is determined whether or not you've been blessed enough to be a blessing. Are you understanding me? And because God's done something in me, because I've been blessed, I'm then able to double that blessing into somebody else. And so instead of seeing their failures, I walk in forgetting not his benefits and giving glory unto the Lord because I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see and thanks be to God, the same God who saved us can save them and deliver them by his mighty power. How many are thankful for a God who has good benefits? Amen. Now, I'm not yelling as loud as it sounds like I'm yelling today. I just don't have a voice. But we've got to learn to lead with blessing. We, too, must lead with blessing. We lead with blessing. Because we realize that we have been so blessed. So blessed. We're going to close this service today. And I want you to understand, there's much more I could preach to you 
right here. There's the words of Oswald Chambers that really echoed in my heart this week. He said this, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, let God be as original with others as he has been with you. Let God be as original with others as he has been with you. Stop dictating how everybody else has to be like you and start helping them encounter him. But Pastor Don, their sins are so many. He is not blind. My sins are many. But his grace is sufficient. And where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. And so instead of me judging others, I sit and I pause and I forget not his benefits. And I begin in a place of blessing because when I bless the Lord, oh my soul, there's always a blessing that comes when you bless the Lord. And because I have been blessed, I've been able to bless. So I got to ask you a real serious question. Matter of fact, why don't you go ahead and stand with me? All of us, I got to ask everybody watching, everybody here, everybody listening, I got to ask you a really serious question. In order to walk in the double anointing of blessing, I have to bless to be a blessing. I have to be blessed to be a blessing. I bless the Lord. I get blessed. That's I'm a blessing. There's a double anointing of blessing. So if you can't be a blessing, who are you refusing to bless? Oh, no, 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 God, God you don't understand, God. Uh, look, I, I can bless everybody but them. If you're sitting on the, my right side of the sanctuary, I'm not pointing at any of you. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> I can bless anybody but them. You see what I'm saying? If I can be that way, then I can't flow. Because where there's a blessing withheld, there's a blessing rejected. So I have to say, I was lost. And your goodness found me. And now I am a royal priesthood. And my job is not to condemn. My job is to preach the gospel. This is the hope of the gospel. For God so loved the world. See, there's love, blessings. That he gave, blessing, his only son. And whosoever would believe on him would not perish, but would have everlasting life there's no cursing in anything that I just said it's all blessing it's all your opportunity to know God right where we are today to know him with the fullness of our souls every head bowed and every eye closed even if you're watching today or 
You're sitting there at home. God's speaking to your heart. Maybe you tuned in or either on the stream or you're watching on the television show. And it's been a long time since you've even been to God's house because you realize you'd have to forgive so-and-so. You're going to have to let a blessing flow through you before it can flow to you. God's speaking to your heart yet even now. But God, I don't know how, I'm trying to tell you how, forget not what he's done for you. He that is forgiven much is equipped to forgive much. He that receives grace now has the opportunity to give grace. You may have been abused your whole life. Don't let the abuser hold you any longer. Let it flow. Let grace flow through you. I'm not telling you to be their best friend. I'm telling you to stop letting them hold you back. And be free. In the name of Jesus. As your heads are bowed and people are praying with me right where you are. If you're here today and you said, Pastor Don, I need to count my blessings more. Can I see your hand if that's you? Overwhelming majority of people in this room. I need to stop and count my blessings more. You can put those down. I just feel the Holy Spirit that this is the question I have to ask you. If you feel like grace has been hindered to you because you're not going to let it flow through you and you're willing to repent of that unforgiveness and that judge, judgment upon others. And you say, Pastor, I don't want you to pray for me now. Even if you're watching, you can respond, you can comment if that's you. But I want to see your hand right where you are. God help me. Hands literally going up all over this place. Grace is coming to your house. I feel the words of the Lord when he said, today, this is coming to your house. Today, grace is coming to your house. Today, grace is coming to your house. I feel the Holy Spirit. Today, grace is yours to receive. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this place, yet even now. God, I ask you by the authority and the power of Jesus Christ, Lord, that every one of these who says, help me count my blessings, Lord, I thank you that we have a perspective shift that's coming. And when that shift comes into our lives, Father, I thank you, my goodness, Holy Spirit of the Most High God, I thank you that we are setting ourselves up to get a momentum that moves us forward like never before. There's going to, right now, I feel it. There's some in-laws that are forgiving their in-laws. Their daughter-in-laws and sons-in-laws that are forgiving mother-in-law, father-in-law. They're, 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 there's moms and dads and children and family members that are forgiving each other right now by the authority of God. There's churches that are going to be healed. People are going to be delivered right now because we will bless the Lord Oh, our souls, and we will not forget.
your benefits. Now I want to ask you right where you are, lift your hands with me in this place and abroad and begin to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you, Lord. You've been good and your mercy endures forever. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.